Welcome to the So Hard Podcast. I'm Justina Victoria. I am a psychosexual expert for men and couples. And today we're going to be chatting about neediness. couple of years I'd say a lot of tools and techniques and methods out there to help people stop seeming so needy stop being perceived as so needy and I have a pretty radically different approach to neediness that I have not seen thus far and I want to share that with you today. We're going to break this down into two pieces. So the first piece is how unmet needs create neediness in the first place and how neediness is exacerbated by destructive narratives. So You know me, I'm always bringing it back to childhood. (laughs) It's what I like to do because I like people to see the whole picture. Not just get little snippets of things and go off that, but I like things to make sense. I like things to be able to be simple. So we go back to the beginning. If you had parents who didn't meet your connection needs well, and for some of you, you may be like, what does that even mean? So our connection needs are things like feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling like you matter, being shown affection, praise, physical touch, intimacy, right? That feeling of being at home, knowing where you belong, having people that you can count on, being able to go to your parents when you know, you're in a sticky situation or a difficult situation and knowing that they will be there or that they will trust you or that they'll take your side. These are all of the things that we really need as children. We need to, we need to feel supported emotionally and we need to feel connected to the people in our family, in our tribe. So if that's interrupted or it's not developed, as a child with your parents or caregivers, then we're in a deficit. So I want you to think about this in a different frame. You know, if you if you have hunger pain, right, it means that you have an unmet need for food. Because our feelings are always telling us what we need. But if you're taught that every time you ask for food, there's like a negative consequence that comes along with that then over time you're going to have an unsafe or painful association to food to the need 
of eating food to the feeling of hunger. And then you start to repress that need. What happens is, is you become more hungry, right? So if you had hunger pain, but you believed that asking for food was shameful or wrong, then you'd repress your need for food. And if you continue repressing your need for food, you become more hungry and you start to become starved. And then when someone is eating in front of you, you're telling yourself that you shouldn't be hungry. You don't want to look hungry in front of them. Um, You don't want them to know that you're hungry. So you get further and further away from meeting your need of eating. You become more starved and more desperate over time. And you have this story now that you've also created this narrative. So not only do we not get our need met growing up for food, but also as an adult, we're perpetuating that unmet need because it was never modeled to us, right? We were never taught when you're hungry, just eat. What we were taught instead was when you're hungry, you should feel bad about it. When you're hungry, you're inconveniencing somebody. When you're hungry, you're wrong, you're bad. There's something wrong with you, you're defective, etc. So we grow up into an adult who believes that eating is like something that's going to have consequences. It's going to get us further away from other things that we need, like connection. So we repress that, but you can only repress it for so long before the body kicks into, you know, hyperdrive and causes you so much pain that you have to eat something, right? So you get a meal, right? You eat it very quickly and you still feel hungry afterwards. And then you go back to starving because you never feed yourself enough because you think it's wrong you think there's something wrong with eating think it means something about you if you're hungry and this is the same relationship that a lot of people have to their connection needs that there's something wrong with them if they need touch if they're starved for affection if they're starved for intimacy for spending time with somebody for a hug and here we are right we have this story this modeling that we experienced as children about what it means when we ask to get our connection needs met or what happened when our connection needs were met or not met right And we bring that into adulthood with us. And we continue to believe in that story that there's something wrong with me. I need more connection. I need more than most people. When in reality, you just never got enough, which is why you're hungry. And so then there becomes this second piece, right? The narrative. And that's where we kind of double down on 
the connection, right? So when we do get that meal, when we do get that bit of connection, it's like my precious, right? From Lord of the Rings, it's like I need to... I need to protect this. I need to keep this. I need to figure out how to get this to stay, to keep it going, to whatever I need to do in order to just not rock the boat, not allow this person to leave, abandon, or reject me. And we have all these strange behaviors that come from this, right? So one thing you may have heard me say in the past is that your thinking, feeling, and behaving is based on the story that you're telling yourself or the story that is programmed in you and the one that you believe, right? So if you believe that you don't get enough connection, that you're needy and people go away when you do want to connect, that you're off-putting, that you're going to be rejected, that you're going to be abandoned, that you're going to be cheated on, we will think, feel, and behave in alignment with that. So this is really what creates what people call a self-fulfilling prophecy. Thinking, feeling, and behaving in alignment with the narrative that we are carrying with us. So if we believe that we're going to be cheated on, right, then, then something very interesting happens, right? So you're either repressing the need or asking for the need to get met or trying to get the need met in a manipulative way. And the manipulation that I'm talking about here when I use the the word manipulation, I mean that the nervous system is coming up with maladaptive strategies in order to get needs met without alerting the person that you're trying to get the need met through or with. So the first piece is you know, if we repress our needs, right, we continue starving. And then we have to pretend like we're not hungry. We have to pretend like we're not needing intimacy or connection, right? So we're repressing, we're stuffing that down. That never works. We're energetic beings. So people can always perceive and feel whether or not you are hungry for connection or not. And then we have the tangibly asking for needs to get met. But if we're running that program that people don't want to meet our needs or I'm going to be cheated on or, you know, I'm going to be rejected in some way, the way that we ask for the need gets interrupted. And that interruption looks like people pleasing. So you might say, oh, hey, you know what, I would love to spend time later together. But you know, it's, it's not really that big of a deal. You know, if you're busy or whatever, like it's totally okay. Or we may go the opposite end of the spectrum, which is like very, very rigid. Like I need you to do X, Y, and Z. I need you to not ever speak to your guy friend ever again. Or I need you to spend every Thursday evening with me, right? It's like we can be kind of controlling or demanding from this place. We can see how the need is still not able to get met because now we are not either tangibly asking and following through with the need or we're being so rigid that we're not taking into account what the other person might need in order to feel good in this dynamic or in this relationship. 
And then manipulating, right? This is where we try to get the need met without having to ask for it or to signal to the other person. Like we're trying to get the need met of connection under the radar without them noticing that they're connecting with us or they're giving us what we want, right? And so this looks like, for example, let's say you're trying to make your partner jealous, right? So like, you know what? I can't hang out tonight because I'm actually going to go out with so-and-so and yeah, maybe we can hang out like tomorrow or something. So it's kind of like you're playing it cool, but you're also doing something that you know would make you jealous to them in hopes that it will close the gap. So we create all of these maladaptive or manipulative strategies. Again, this is subconscious. We're not doing this on purpose in order to close the gap, to create more connection, to create more closeness, right? In order to sort of freak that person out or make them feel the way that uh, we feel, like starve them a little bit, cause them to want to come closer. But the problem is, is that not everyone is starved for connection. So when we use these strategies, it doesn't necessarily compute into the same experience that we have, right? So somebody felt like their connection needs were really abundantly met if you were going to skip out on them one evening, you know, to try to make them jealous, it likely would not work. And these strategies never work anyway. In fact, I have actually tried every strategy I could ever find on the internet (laughs) for neediness to see if there's something out there that could really conquer this within myself and within within my clients and all I ever found were strategies that created more starvation in fact it's kind of interesting that I had planned to do this topic today because I had a friend text me a link to a tiktok of a woman who is like I I don't know if she's giving like dating advice or what, but (laughs) she essentially, I watched a couple of her quick videos and they were all very much like, you just need to play the part, right? You know, if he asks you what you want, avoid the question. Don't tell him what you want because then he'll take advantage of that, right? He doesn't need to know. All this kind of like crazy stuff and I'm just like, what? It's not what a relationship is built on. A healthy relationship is built on trust, validating each other's feelings, meeting each other's needs, and respecting each other's boundaries. And also being very aware of the narratives that are causing us to think, feel, and behave out of alignment with the destination that we want that relationship to go. So so if you ever struggle with feeling needy, right? And maybe you feel like you've tried everything to get beyond this, to change, to hide. Well, even though it feels like you're doing something different, right? All these different strategies you employ, they all lead to the same outcome, which is not getting the need met. So how do we actually get our need for connection met without coming across needy. And this is going to sound really interesting, I think, to a lot of you because it's going to be sort of paradoxical, which most of the work that I do is quite paradoxical. That is that we just own it. 
we own where we're at and what we need as something that is very matter of fact. And then we ask for that need to get met in a matter of fact way. So how do we do this? What, what, how, how can we kind of decipher this? How can we understand this, right? Because I'm sure that you have tried to not come across needy when you're asking to get your needs met. And what it comes down to is the relationship that we have with the need. Let's go back to the example of hunger. If you're hungry and you're feeling hunger pains, it's very matter of fact. You just go, I'm hungry. I have to eat. And you just eat. If you had an impaired relationship to your hunger, right? One that was of shame, one that was of, you know, fear, one that was of, of consequence, right? If you if you eat or you're hungry, there's a consequence to that. Well, then you getting that need met is going to be really compromised and it's going to be very, it's going to come from a very desperate place. So if your relationship to hunger is very matter of fact, there's no story around it. There's no consequence of being hungry. It's just like, I'm hungry. I just need to eat something. Period. End of story. This is the same relationship that we work to cultivate when it comes to our connection needs. That we see our connection needs as valid. We see our connection needs as normal. We uh, release the shame around them. We just make them very black and white, matter of fact. So when we tangibly ask somebody to meet our needs, we don't go, you better meet this need for me. We don't go, so like, if it's good for you, like maybe we could like hang out and like, you know, like I could really like use a hug and like to chat with somebody, but like, you know, if you're busy, it's like really not a big deal. We don't do either of those things. We just go, hey, I, I really love to hang out. I'm, I'm really needing some quality time with somebody. Um, and I would really appreciate if we could spend some time together. Like, when are you free? You see how that doesn't force somebody to do something? It also doesn't let somebody off the hook, right? And being like, I'm not important. You shouldn't make me important either. It's just really matter of fact hey, I need this thing. Could you meet that need? Are you available for that? Very, very matter of fact. And if that person says, oh no, I'm busy or whatever, like, okay, no problem. And you move on to another person. And this is the following through that's really important. We have to work at meeting our needs. If you're hungry, you don't just go, well, there's not anything to eat in the house and you know what I just it's too much work I'm just gonna skip eating no you have to get up and go get something to eat like that's just the way this works and it's the same thing with your connection needs what you'll find is that the more you start to meet your connection needs even one percent at a time the more full your cup becomes the less needy you become And it's a self-feeding cycle in addition to that with repairing the relationship that you have with that need to begin with, right? So we start to see connection as just very matter of fact, I just have to spend time with somebody. I just have to spend time with my partner. 
and see how that is not being run by a I have to be with this person because I need to monitor what they're doing so that they don't reject me so that they don't abandon me so that they don't cheat on me and it's also not I need this person to do this otherwise I'm going to break up with them very rigid right it it allows that person to have room to be themselves right so the people pleasing version of that gives complete autonomy to somebody else the rigid version gives no autonomy to somebody else we just want to be in the middle just very matter of fact if you ask somebody for something to eat because you were hungry you wouldn't feel shame over that because everybody has to eat and they're all eating three times a day and we have just a regular neutral relationship to that so we're just going oh you eat i eat we need to eat you got something to eat yeah, sure. Here you go. But with connection, it's like, oh my God, I'm the only person on this earth who needs to connect with somebody else. <laughs> it's just simply not true. We're hardwired for connection. We need co-regulation. Our nervous systems are literally hardwired for tribe. We are pack animals. So we must get those connection needs met. So let's simplify today's episode okay all you have to do is notice the relationship that you have with your connection needs and whether or not it's one that perpetuates starvation or it's just very matter of fact black and white I just need to connect I'm gonna go do that And whether or not you have a destructive narrative that perpetuates and creates a self-fulfilling prophecy, right, of, of starvation. Things like, I don't matter, nobody likes me, I'm going to be alone forever, my partner's going to leave, my partner's going to cheat on me, she doesn't like me anyway, etc. I'm not good enough. Those narratives have to be rewired because your thinking feeling and behaving stems from the story that you tell yourself the story that you believe about yourself so that narrative has to be in alignment with what it is that you actually want to experience so i hope you enjoyed this episode today Uh, i like to talk about things that i feel most people are not talking about especially when it comes to men and If you are interested in some of my offerings, I have my boys club where I do deep dive into relationship dynamics, masculine energy, seduction, sexuality and eroticism, healthy relationships and insecure attachment and nervous system regulation and really everything that you could ever possibly need or want to learn as a man to be happy, to be healthy, to be fulfilled, to have great sex and amazing partnership and good money make good money (laughs) we need our nervous system on board for that as well um that's all in the boys club and december i am doing a promo for christmas so hop on to my email list and you will receive that promo once i send it out and do a really fantastic discount for that which is a monthly subscription I also do one-to-one coaching with clients. I do year-long, six months, three months with clients. 
and I have my erectile dysfunction program um, called Erect. And I have some freebies as well, like my porn pleasure and power workshop. So if you click the link below, you will see absolutely everything that I offer. Hopefully it will help you or continue to help you if you are a longtime subscriber of mine. I love you guys and I will see you in the next one.